could this incarceration actually be helping me? Could it actually right. be happening for me and not to me? Um, and I, I just believed it because my whole life, I just felt like I could do great and amazing things. But for the longest time, I wasn't living up to that potential. I was held back by fear and my own insecurities. I was battling addiction. I never played baseball in high school. I wasn't my true self. I just, I became this, this different version. Uh, and I tried to hide from the world and hide my pain. So by the time I got to that cell, you know, I was exhausted from putting on this facade. I was exhausted from this internal fight that was just wearing me down every day. And so I looked at going to prison as happening for me. I looked at it as God or the universe had a plan for me and it wasn't going the way it was supposed to. So like, hey, man, this is your last chance. We're going to throw you in the cell and, and give you, you know, the change that you need. And I really felt that from the very beginning. And that's the perspective shift that drove me in the right direction from that moment forward. Hey, guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking pottery and cooking look she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in anchorage alaska she specializes in her signature massages the hanu infusion and the hanu ashiatsu as well as the gua sha and manual lymphatic drainage if you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good go see tracy down at tranquil turtle massage and while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. Uh, Sean, your husband, father, coach, keynote speaker, including the TEDx stage, man, best-selling author, you were sentenced to prison for seven years for a crime you didn't commit, man, but now you're changing lives. Thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me here, brother. I'm excited. I love to go back with my guests. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? I'm from Santa Barbara, California, which is a quiet little beach community about two hours north of Los Angeles. And for the first 10 years of my life, it was amazing. Uh, I had a lot of friends in, our, in the neighborhood. You know, we just skateboard and ride bikes all day and, and play sports. I had a lot of cousins in the area as well. So I had a, a bigger extended family, aunts and uncles. And I just had an amazing life. It felt like an all-American life. I, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. So every season I was playing all three sports, baseball, basketball, and football. Uh, baseball is what I excelled at most. So that was the dream to go to college and then to go play in the MLB one day. Come on. Yep. Me too. That was a childhood dream as well. Mm -hmm. Always wanted to play for the Cleveland Indians and they change the name and I can never do that again. Dang it. Um, but, uh, but dude, I mean, at 23, you're, you're wrongfully convicted and sent to, to seven years in prison, which, uh, and in that cell, that's when you started to create this life of your dreams, man. And I've never been to prison. I've been to jail one day, but I assume most people are not in there putting their like life together, their life plan together. Tell me about that experience. I mean, I'm sure you went through so many highs and lows over that seven years. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It was surreal being charged for a crime I didn't commit and, very close to spending the rest of my life in prison. Wow. So it shocked me in a way that I had never been shocked by life ever. Uh, and, and very quickly, I understood things about myself in life that I couldn't previously. I understood how precious and temporary this journey is. Mm. You, know, you know, I understood how, you know, holding back and not living up to our potential, the person we want to be, it just, it's going to lead to massive regret later on in life. I felt 
all of these things so profoundly. And so in that cell, I just made a decision that even if I die in prison, I'm giving my all to be my best self. You know, I'm no longer going to do things that hold me back. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to let fear and doubt keep me stuck any longer. And most people don't do that. Most people want to play the blame game. They want to, you know, avoid taking responsibility and they really act like victims. And when they do that, it prevents them from learning and growing and moving forward. And so early on, despite being innocent, I took responsibility for being in that cell. I knew that I made a lot of bad choices in my life that led me to being in that cell, despite being innocent. So, you know, from that moment forward, I felt like I had a new foundation to build my life on. I let go of a lot of baggage from the past, a lot of trauma that I went through in childhood. And I really looked at it as a new opportunity, a second chance at life that I was not going to waste. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. I mean, for a lot of the time you were in a cell, like where you could touch both sides of the wall, right? Yeah, it was small. It was like a dungeon, you know, um, you could literally reach out and touch both walls at the same time. And you're living in that little box with another person. Wow. So you don't have privacy. Yeah. And it was the ultimate test, mental test, you know, emotional test, physical, spiritual, everything. I mean, I either had to massively transform very quickly, or I felt like I would have just died in that cell. That's really how I felt. Wow. So when you get out after seven years, like what are the fears that are going through your mind at that point? And, and if you had any, and, and how did you get through that? Yeah, I mean, I was almost 30. So yeah. you see people that you went to high school with and they have families, they have careers. Uh, you know, my family members and my cousins who are around my age were all excelling, um, master's degrees, just all these great jobs. And here I am getting out with $200 in my pocket and I'm living in a trailer. I have no car. I like four pieces of clothing um, and I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. So, you know, I think it's the same fear and doubt that exacerbates a lot of people. Can I do this? Am I good enough? It's the fear of really pursuing that life we want versus settling for something less and more secure. Uh, I had an opportunity to work for my uncle's tree service. He's very successful in this area, the most successful tree company, tons of employees. He wanted me to, to really manage it and maybe take it over one day. And it was a sure thing, you know, money in my pocket every week a career that I could depend on that wasn't going anywhere. But I knew in my heart, that's not what I wanted. I, I felt even for the first couple months working for him to get back on my feet, I felt like I was going in the opposite direction of where I wanted to be in life. And it was torturing me. So I knew that I had to pursue the vision I had. I knew that I had to pursue that feeling inside of me of who I wanted to be. And I did, you know, after two months of sleeping on that trailer on his property, I left back to Santa Barbara, my hometown, and was able to get a job in a gym as a personal trainer. And that was the, the start I needed. That was the mm -hmm. first step I needed to get into the industry um, that I wanted to be in. Man, that's so good. And you and I, it sounds like, have a, a similar uh, um, appreciation for Ed Milet. He talks about life happens for us, not to us, man. And, and I know that you've said that before. And I've spoke to Ed on my show. Amazing guy, just truly a world changer. When did you realize that, that life was happening for you and not to you in this moment? And was there someone or, or something that you heard or saw that kind of helped you realize that? I mean, that's one of the things that changed my life. You know, the, the thought that could this incarceration actually be helping me? Could it actually right. be happening for me and not to me? Um, and I, I just believed it because my whole life, I just felt like I could do great and amazing things. But for the longest time, 
I wasn't living up to that potential. I was held back by fear and my own insecurities. I was battling addiction. I never played baseball in high school. I wasn't my true self. I just, I became this, this different version. Uh, and I tried to hide from the world and hide my pain. So by the time I got to that cell, you know, I was exhausted from putting on this facade. I was exhausted from this internal fight that was just wearing me down every day. And so I looked at going to prison as happening for me. I looked at it as God or the universe had a plan for me and it wasn't going the way it was supposed to. So like, hey, man, this is your last chance. We're going to throw you in the cell and, and give you, you know, the change that you need. And I really felt that from the very beginning. And that's the perspective shift that drove me in the right direction from that moment forward. Yeah. Wow, dude. I mean, now you're on this mission to help a billion people break out of that mental prison. Uh, what do you see most people struggling with when they come through your coaching program and how do you help them through that struggle? Yeah, a big one is lack of clarity. Mm. You know, yeah. a lot of people can vaguely describe what they want, but there's not enough detail there. You know, they can't close their eyes and see it. They can't feel it. Mm. You know, and, and if we don't have that connection to who we want to become and where we want to go in life, chances are we're going to settle for something less or different. Um, so it's really helping them to generate that clarity and to articulate what they really want, not what they expect or what they think they can do. Because a lot of times we run it through that filter of, oh, this is possible. Oh, I might be able to do that. But the most incredible thing takes place when you just honestly admit and own your truth. You know, you'd be amazed at what you can accomplish in your life in 10 or 20 years when you admit and acknowledge that truth and you start to just align your daily actions to becoming that person and producing those results. I think a lot of people just lack the belief that it can happen or they, they don't believe it, you know, right. so they don't just start small and build big over time. They keep trying to figure out how do I go from here to here overnight? And it's impossible. So then we feel bad about it. Then we feel discouraged. So it's a lot of, you know, providing steps to generate clarity and then an action plan to start building up their sense of confidence and competence, you know, small wins over time we start to build massive momentum. And then the belief starts to, to grow inside of us. Like, maybe I can do this. Maybe it is possible. Look what I did for my health or, you know, look what I did for my business in the last year. Look at these changes I made in my relationships and the time I'm spending at home. And all those things start to converge and build that momentum going forward. Man, that's huge. And I think, yeah, stacking those wins, getting that momentum early. Uh, you know, for me, I wake up at 4am six days a week. And as soon as my open my eyes, like my goal is to open my eyes. And so I've already accomplished one, I literally get out of bed and go, man, thank you, God, for another day to see my family, hold my family. And then I make my bed and there's two wins. It right away 15 seconds, man, already stacking the wins. And that mentally helps me kind of prepare for that day and build up that momentum early on, man. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge, man. I love that. And see, because you're aware of these things, you know, a yeah. lot of people get up and they take it for granted, you know? right? Uh, they take their family for granted. They take their health for granted. And, and then all of a sudden they go to the doctor and they're diagnosed with cancer. They have diabetes or they lose a loved one. And then they're like, oh, I, I wish I would have acted differently. I wish I would have lived differently. So, you know, we need to have these things on our mind every day. Yeah. Um, it'll change the way you feel and the way you live your life. Yeah. When it comes to habits and trying to like, you know, stay consistent to get focused and disciplined on you, like whenever you slip out of that, how do you get back on track? Or, or do you have those moments, obviously, probably where you, you maybe slip out of your habit for a day or a moment there, but how do you get back on track? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very dedicated and disciplined. Uh, it's just been ingrained in me. I mean, over 2000 days in prison with the same structure. Uh, the days that I don't get up early, or I miss a workout, I feel off. So mm -hmm. it doesn't happen very often. The one habit lately that's been slipping is reading. 
Uh, I've been traveling and just busy with coaching and raising children. Yeah. And I love to read. I love to read. So for me, I think it's just setting lower expectations as far as how much do I need to read per day? You know, if I'm like, oh, I got to read a book a day or I got to read X number of pages a day. Well, that can be difficult to do consistently. But if it's just five pages, um, you know, at the end of the week or at the end of the month, you're getting through a book, you know, maybe two if it's a smaller book and maybe a couple of days you knocked out 10 or 20 pages. So when it comes to getting back into your habits, if you've fallen off, I think just starting with the simplest first step to get yourself um, just showing up doing that activity or endeavor. And then now you can add more to it over time. Um, yeah. Like for someone who stopped going to the gym, don't go there and expect to do a, a two hour workout and just crush it. Like go there and, and do a 15 minute workout or go, you know what I mean? Start small and just build over time. Yep. Oh, for sure, man. I want to talk about your book, man. Prison of your own break free of limitations and unlock your true potential. It's a bestseller. Congratulations on that, man. I can't wait to get my hands on this book, uh, but you're also a successful speaker and coach, like I mentioned. So you've got, you know, really successful life going on, but what is it that drives you to be successful at this point? And, and then for you, what's that difference between success and fulfillment? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, a lot of what I do, most, most of what I do derives from the pain I experienced in my jail cell. Mm -hmm. I was confronted by this form of regret. I didn't know existed. Like it just pierced me, man, to the core and debilitated me. And I was so devastated and ashamed knowing my life was over and I had just not given my all, that I had not really pushed myself to be somebody great because ever since I was a child, competing in sports, you know, um, wanting to be the best, wanting to always win. Like I had that competitive spirit ingrained within me and I felt horrible because I didn't show up in life that way after 10 years old. So ever since then, I've been on a mission, not just to you know, accrue a certain amount of money or accolades or achievements, but literally just to become the best person and version of myself I could ever become. So naturally, that means providing financial stability and freedom for my family. That means being the best dad, showing up with, you know, being attentive, being in the moment with my wife and children, uh, being the best coach for my men that I can be, being the best example. So every day, I'm, I'm striving to get better in all those areas. And it's just a, a natural progression over time. For me, the fulfillment, it comes from the process, man. You know, like you mentioned, getting up early and being grateful to be alive and making your bed. When I get up early and I, I'm doing my morning routine and I'm out running at night at, in the dark and I get back home before the sun's even come up and I, got, I get to feed my kids breakfast, I'm, I'm on top of the world, man. I'm just yeah. so alive, you know, and I'm just giving my all in everything that I do. And it's the best feeling in the world. And then you have these bigger milestone achievements where you're on stage speaking or, you know, you have a great year in business. And that's just, you know, that's confirmation that you're on the right path and it feels good. But you know how many early mornings, you know, how many late nights, how many moments where you were fighting that internal battle that you overcame. And it's just that feeling of, man, I didn't quit or give up. Like I'm here because I'm fighting for what I know I want and deserve. And that's the best feeling in the world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I'm big on like surrounding yourself with the right people and, you know, at least getting fed by the right people. So, you know, I'm big fans of Ed Milet and, you know, Tim Story, Inky Johnson, Eric Thomas, like who are those guys that you surround yourself with either virtually or in person? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, having mentors are just a circle that's going to stretch you and, and expect you to be at your best is important, yeah. right? Like I want to be around people that expect me to be at my best every day. Cause guess what? I'm going to rise to that level more often mm -hmm. than not. Mm -hmm. So I have a great mentor, friend and business partner, Travis Ritchie. 
uh, he and I are creating a, a new program and mentorship, Convicted Life. And that's the mission to serve a billion men, to help them break free of limitations and become unstoppable. And men who come from backgrounds like myself, who are struggling, who are battling addiction, or who are just unfulfilled, you know, living below their potential. Mm-hmm. So he's a, been a great mentor to me. Um, and, you know, guys like Ed Milet, following them on social media, listening to their podcast, you can learn so much. You don't have to be in the same room as them. Uh, yeah. You just consistently bringing in that information and that new perspective. Uh, Bradley, you know, I saw you were on his show recently. And I got to go out there and meet Brad. He's awesome. Guys yeah. like that, that I can just see something on their feed or watch one of their YouTube videos here and there. And then having mentors that I meet with in person or business coaches, it's always going to help me just to become better and improve. And I don't have any friends that are doing anything that I wouldn't do. Like I don't have people in my life, whether they're family or friends that are not pushing me or helping me to get to where I want to go in life or bringing new information, new knowledge, new experiences that I can learn from. I just, I refuse to do it because I know how important it is that the people that you share time with. Oh, so good, man. So good. And part of my journey was moving out to Idaho. My wife and I, we both came from crazy broken homes and we knew coming out here that we would be able to get away from anybody that that was part of that negative, you know, family or anything like that. And we wouldn't have people just showing up on the door, man. We surrounded ourselves with people out here. We didn't know anyone, but once we got out here, we found the right folks, man. And it's so important to, to get around those right folks. I, I love to finish my show with a fun question because I'm a big fan of music. What's a favorite type of music for you? Or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Yeah, good question, man. People will laugh at this one, you know, and my son who's 11 makes fun of me because he knows when I run, I listen to Adele. Okay. I listen to Adele when I run. Yeah. And the reason for that is because when I was 23 and I thought that I was going to prison for life, I was locked in this tiny little cell. I never left for 23 hours a day. I was in that cell, oftentimes 24, unless I went to court or we got out for showers every other day. And at night, certain officers would turn music on in the guard tower and it'd play through our speakers. They thought, hey, these guys are going through a tough time. Let me turn on some music for them. And at that time, Adele was really popular. So on the radio every night, I would listen to the song, Someone Like You. And it would come on and it would just break my heart, man. You know, because I had just gone through a breakup. My life was over. I was at the lowest point of my life. And that song would just come on and it just reminded me of all the pain and everything I was going through. But I've been, I was able to then channel that pain and emotion into positive action going forward. And for some reason, now when I hear that song, it just triggers me. I think about those moments. I think about what I fought through to get here. And it just enlivens me, you know? And then we were in Cancun recently. I took my family for a week-long vacation. You know, it was a dream come true. It was amazing for all of us. And all of a sudden, my daughter, who's two and a half, start singing that song. She heard it on the radio and she started singing that song, man. I'm getting chills right now, honestly. And it just put tears in my eyes because I know that the choices I made from that cell brought her into this world. And I get to share these moments with my family and continue to pursue my dreams. So I put that music on, man. And, you know, it reminds me of the pain and what I went through. So I don't forget. I can make this day count and be that man they deserve right now and keep moving forward in life. Oh man, that is so good. I was getting chills when you're talking about your daughter singing that song, man. That's amazing, dude. And I mean, you can't go wrong with Adele. She's, she's absolutely amazing, dude. Sean, you are an amazing, amazing man. You're an absolute world changer. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man. I cannot wait to see what you got going on uh, very, very soon. And man, keep changing lives. Thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it.
Awesome, brother. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I wanted to just take one quick second of your time to point you to ericallenmedia.com. I have a ton of free and paid content on our resources tab. Click on that. Tons of books, tons of websites you can go check out. Some secret websites in there as well for you. But listen, I am available for hire for anything from product videos to content videos, review videos. I do a lot of how-to and explainer type videos, box opening videos for brands. I also do laser engraving for anything that's wood product. So if you need some you know, coasters made or fun tags or something like that, shoot me a DM, happy to help you out. You can check out some of my work on our YouTube channel there. Really appreciate you checking out the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Have an amazing day.